0: It is the foamy heads mitch and rich sitting on the mic today got a special release today part one of the mythos 2021 club from living waters mitch i know you're excited i am we enrolled in this thing into the
1: year we missed out on the first year just uh as usual a couple days late <laughs> yeah so it seems to uh when you got a nine to five that's typically a uh 4 a.m. to 9 p.m., <laughs> Yep, <laughs> it, it, that tends to happen. So uh, glad to be a part of it this year, experience what it's about, what it involves. Uh, you know, it's been a weird 2020 into 2021. So what I'm really looking forward to with this club is the middle of the year right now. Um, yeah. This is our first release three months in. So um, I'm
0: ready to reap my reward, as yes. it were. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So well, we talked about we talked about you know the Mythos Club, part of the Living Waters mm-hmm. Brewing. So it's a it's a limited spot reserve that you can pay to get into. and then you get a uh, a lot of times you get early releases to some beers before the general public does. Other times there's you know unique beers that just come out and the first one you know hitting a little less than a little over three months into the year as we kind of start ramping up these mythos releases but the very first one just came out well i guess it would have been friday the uh fourth friday or friday the fifth yeah uh, yeah When i got to pick mine up so i'm really excited to try it
1: yeah same here and uh this is i think the first one of its description that i've had mm-hmm. um I'll get to that more in a minute. The, the beer itself, it looks cool. It's the typical living waters, blacked out bottle with a black mm-hmm. bottle cap, uh, unwaxed with a dark label and, uh, a sketch as it yes. were. So, uh, this one is called uh, Kappa or meat Kappa. And it's a pastry strap stout and a Russian Imperial stout. Um, curious uh about why i stuttered there it's because i've had a couple beers um so bear with me the uh it's a being a russian imperial stout i always think of rasputin right Mm -hmm. and uh oily or you know it's uh it's going to be something kind of thick so the abv is 10.1 and uh according to this it's got multiple adjuncts that we can get into in a minute and for the first time uh I've never really seen this before, but the suggested shelf life is ah. one to three months. Okay. They say you should drink this fresh because, you know, I'm lazy when it comes to stouts. I typically just throw them into a box or a fridge. And then when I get around to it, I'll get to it. But, you know, it's like the brewery beers we have. We have one that's uh, over 12 years I think now (laughs) at 12 years, (laughs) uh, 11 years, 11 years. That's what it is. 11 years. So it's 11 years aged. And these things typically uh, we're at the point of diminishing returns with that one, but you can typically age anything ABV stout wise 10 and up easy for a while. And it just gets smooth, you know, but it, the trick is always knowing when is it the good time to pop it but this says 1 to 3 months enjoy it fresh because the adjuncts in it apparently will fade i think is what they're going to tell us i haven't read the description or anything yet and i skipped the adjuncts you know i've skimmed but i'm not trying to remember them um anyway should we open it and smell it and get into it absolutely i'm excited i
0: first all, i do want to say beforehand is i think you're right about the the whole reasoning for drinking it fresh even though there is a you know a stigma that stouts can be aged for long periods of time and i think it is because of the adjuncts you know the different flavors all Right. And i'm ashamed to
1: say i was chilling my glass and i forgot to grab it so i'm gonna go grab
0: that real quick but how did it pour i think it poured great uh so this is it's it actually looks like a lot of the living waters beers that we've had in the past that foamy head is kind of uh it's very pillowy um typically I've, i've seen this in or at least we've seen this mitch in a lot of stouts for living waters but this this pours honestly it it doesn't pour. it doesn't pour like a russian imperial stout that i expected you know you think of that dark motor oil that comes out for a russian imperial stout um like rasputin you know this is this is a little different uh it, it's definitely dark it's definitely heavy um but it it's it pours a little bit different it almost pours like a like a porter or maybe even just a, a an imperial stout but the whole russian imperial stout i don't know i guess we'll see it looks amazing
1: it's a beauty um i just uh i grabbed my glass real quick i started pouring and uh it looks so good it smells amazing aromatic with coffee for sure uh wow and that's a decent like caramel looking head on that foam too Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it definitely stays it's very pillowy very um the bubbles are very small it just it looks good this is this is a very good first start to the mythos 2021 club so just looking at that beer this is kind of weird but i'm gonna say it uh i
1: haven't ate any really greasy food for a couple days and i've been craving pizza and Mm. on the nose i smell pizza but it's sweet like a coconut so putting pizza and coconut together i'm gonna say it's roasted coconut (laughs) (laughs) because it's toasted pizza and yet a sweetness of coconut but then the coffee aroma is just like it's there,
0: but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, Mitch, your brain is fucking with you because there are no notes of pizza in this.
1: <laughs> I know there can't be pizza, but I must be hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm smelling man. this man. It smells so good. It's amazing. Um, the toasted coconut is I- I'm a little, uh, coconut's not my thing. Toasted coconut. I can do because it's a little bit, it's a little bit lighter, you know um and i definitely smell that on the nose it's just a little there uh coffee as well um kind of more of the bitterness of the coffee that i'm getting on the nose but mostly the the toasted coconut
1: yeah Uh ah, i i uh i've read the adjuncts and yeah uh yeah yeah, yeah. coffee from parlor that's a low or that's carolina north carolina i'll have to look up and see where parlor is but It's a coffee that they have on site a lot. Hmm. Bascom Family Farms Maple Syrup. Okay. Uh, Organic Toasted Coconut Brown Sugar. Okay. Brown Sugar. Not necessarily things that I guess you, I mean, you're going to taste them. So, I mean, some of the illusion is gone now, but I mean, it was right here. So I'm going to dive on in. Taking a sip.
0: oh wow okay that coconut is stronger than i was expecting it to be <laughs> it's a uh,
1: it's potent um, yeah
0: the maple syrup only backs it up yep that comes in on the finish mitch that's mm-hmm. what i get out of it <clears throat> man uh, so side note i was actually talking with um when we were at Living Waters, when I was at Living Waters the other day, I was actually talking to the guy who toasted the coconut for this batch. And he said that his whole house smelled like coconut for days after, <laughs> after he had done this. And I was like, you know, looking, at him, like, well, surely it's just toasted coconut. It's not going to be you know, over the top. And it's not. It's just it's very forward in this beer. And every time I've had toasted coconut, it's always been in the background. This mm-hmm. brings toasted coconut front and center, in my opinion. Damn. Kappa got us on this one. Mm. Very mischievous bass Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's good. let's read a little bit about it. Yeah.
1: Uh I guess I'll kick it off real quick. So this is the announcement email that we got from. There's nothing listed on the bar- bottle that would tell you like any kind of story about it. Uh, it's got the Mythos logo with the uh, Kappa outline on it and a wonderful font. And anyway, it's a uh, Kappa. The first mythos 2021 beer they wanted to experiment with some new methods of infusing maple syrup and coconut in the beers so they used far more of each than ever before in this one uh we also felt that adding a ethiopian natural guji coffee that we had would be a nice way to pull everything together (sighs) it says so uh i can definitely tell they uh up the ante (laughs) Uh as it were uh (laughs) The result is a sweet, delectable pastry stout that is probably not what you expect from us, but tasty nonetheless. As always, we taste the beer until we feel it's ready to release. So we always recommend drinking when we first release the beer. This one, like some other pastry stouts, will continue to diminish in both the maple and coconut flavor as it rests. So they recommend keeping this cold and to drink it fresh. Hmm. Uh, I did keep this pretty chilled before we drank it. Um, I pre-chilled it, then I transported it with a cool pack and then put it back in the fridge in the cool pack. So, you know, I want to say I got it to about 45. Okay. That's what it felt like. Um, And Kappa, you know, Kappa's an interesting little creature of Japanese folklore. Uh, It's a river demon, so Tennessee if we were, you know, celebrating any kind of... uh, uh demons or <laughs> helpful ghosts or anything in between uh, uh that we would have a lot of kappas we'd probably have a festival for them but anyway kappa is a river demon and it can be both good or evil as stated in this email but uh overall it's mischievous and a trickster uh, so anyway, it's a fun bit of little folklore you can look up and uh, the cap has always been a huge thing in a lot of stories. Uh, they're very fun little, little demons.
0: Well, looking at the looking at the bottling, you know the label for the bottling, the, the Kappa logo that they have for the beer itself, it is very mischievous looking. I can't tell if he's happy or if he's plotting something. Just looking at the guy, he's—he looks like he's about to fuck me up, or he is about to be my friend, and I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. That <laughs> you just pulled up the <laughs> Animal Crossing uh, character Kappa, and it actually looks like a filled-in version, cartoon version <laughs> of what's sitting on the bottle, the label here for the latest release for Living Waters.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm a fan of Animal Crossing and uh, Captain. As he, his name is is uh, always been a fine ad- addition in <laughs> Animal Crossing, so I, I missed him on the latest I think installment for the Switch. But uh, it, he's an adorable little kappa, and that's the kappa I would prefer out of all the other stories. <laughs> but yeah, on this depiction of the bottle, you're right. Uh, it's like they took them and put some aging to them, and uh, as typical with most living waters mythos beers they stick the living waters logo into the eye sockets so uh i didn't know that yeah it was a little theme i saw as we as people post things uh on instagram and whatnot yeah i had never seen that before they sneak them in man it's a it's a nice little little thing little easter
0: egg that's awesome (laughs) damn wow, the coconut is strong in this one I I can't say I hate it because I'm just not, I'm not a coconut fan, but toasted coconut for me has always been okay. You know, and it's always been okay in a beer just because it always normally takes a back seat, but I have never really had a beer, especially a a Russian Imperial Stout that just brings toasted coconut to the forefront in a way that Living Waters does and then backs it up with you're right it definitely backs it up with some maple syrup yeah on the end i think it pairs well with
1: that maple syrup it smooths it out a little bit Mm -hmm. the roastiness lasts longer it feels like too and the coffee is a good backbone to it but the russian imperial stout side of things it's like it's there but you don't it's not the forefront uh no it's just kind of the
0: body i guess yeah I don't. I don't get coffee in this one. No, <clears throat> I get. I get toasted coconut, and then I definitely get um, some maple syrup on the end. If I if I get coffee, it's it's more. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. There's there's a flavor in there that I can't identify, and it could be the bitterness of the coffee, mm. but I don't. I'm not confident enough to call it that. I'm gonna take another sip. It's
1: really oh. And the more I drink it, the more I enjoy what I've got in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's like a dessert that you can keep sipping on, and this is something I would love to have at a campfire. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? This is
0: this is better than s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw I know because you put when you went out Friday to pick up uh, the Living Waters releases. You picked up a couple of barrel aged sumps as well and some other beers and you posted it on our foamy heads instagram page mm-hmm. and i noticed that you actually have two of these i do yeah I do. so you actually have the opportunity if the time presents itself <laughs> to be able to enjoy it by a campfire if you'd like that's true but
1: you know i i they say drink this one uh, as soon as possible so mm-hmm. Uh, that's the choice i gotta make uh do i want to do that within three months or do i want to let this die a little bit and then see what it's like
0: um i don't know yet i think it'd be fun to i think it'd be fun to age this i really think that some of the now again I'm not an expert on toasted coconut, but I think some of the coconut's going to start to mellow and take a back seat the longer you age this beer. But you don't want to go past the, you know, the, the expert's recommendation of one to three months. So maybe there's a maybe there's a cutoff there where you enjoy it, a, you know, a couple of months from now and see what it's like. I guess uh, we'll be revisiting this beer in a few months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be fun to do. It would be. Uh, we'd be able to reflect back on this one um, and see how the flavors did possibly fade out so um man that I grabbed two just just in case so yeah I think that will be fun and probably make a decent little blog post about it because uh, this is a fun beverage especially
0: with the adjuncts involved mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, have to I don't, I don't I was gonna say I don't you know, I took a, I took a sip of this beer, the very first sip I took, and I was like, oh, no, I've got, you know, how many ounces is this thing? Is it 16 ounces, 16 point something? It feels like this is like a little bit more than a regular 16 ounce can, but it might be a little bit bigger. But I took one sip and I was like, man, you know, the toasted coconut on this is so strong. And I just was not, <clears throat> I was not anticipating that I was going to be able to get through all this but the more i drink it the finer i am uh, the the more okay i should say i am with the toasted coconut because there's other flavors in it that comes out like the maple syrup you know the first sip was right in your face with toasted coconut and i was really nervous that i wasn't going to enjoy the rest of this beer as i drank it not to say it was not a good beer it's just not my style But the more I'm drinking this beer, the more I'm warming up to it. And I just, I want to take another sip and I want to experience the layers of flavor that this beer has to offer. So I'm really stoked every time I get to drink this beer even more. It's a wonderfully mischievous. Mm -hmm. Um, Capo. Yeah. It was a
1: good name for the beer. Um, Man, this, uh, (laughs) it's weird. It's definitely a weird one. Um, 10.1
0: percent too yeah
1: i i would not guessed it was a russian imperial stout no uh these adjuncts definitely give it a whole new life coffee
0: from parlor coffee uh bascom family farms maple syrup we talked about that too organic toasted coconut and brown sugar brown sugar uh Hmm. i don't know if i taste brown sugar maybe i do but I think that's maple syrup talking.
1: Yeah. Uh, the brown sugar, I'm not sure where is helping in it. <clears throat> sweetness overall. I love brown sugar, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it, it kind of has, this is going to be weird. And only a few people might share this opinion. But for those of you who have had malto meal. Wow.
0: Yeah. Is that a, is that a, that feels like a Fallout reference for some <laughs> reason.
1: It does kind of sound like that, yeah. So this is Malto Meal. You can see it, Richard. It's like, you know, instead of cereal, you can have... It's the uh, off-brand cereal. Sort of. It's like grits is what I'm trying to show you here. This product. Oh, okay. This is what oh, I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. I've seen that before.
0: Okay. But
1: it's like wheat and malted barley and other crap all <laughs> shoved into this fine grain that you can microwave or boil and it's Uh, like grits but you can add brown sugar and butter to it and it's like uh, the best thing in the world it's part of the reason why i'm overweight now probably but malto meal it has a slight taste of that brown sugar in this for me for the with the malto meal (laughs) sense but uh in no way is that even in the forefront of things it's just kind of it dissipates after a few minutes of not taking a sip but i do have like this little vague kind of like memory of this flavor profile with this Mm. one but it's after the toasted coconut kind of fades out of view so it's a little weird but again i drank i started drinking coffee when i was like eight or something so uh or 10 or something but it was all within eating malto meal i had coffee and all this other stuff so this this beverage brings back a lot of different flavor profiles that I haven't had in a while.
0: <laughs> and malto meal is kind of one malto of them. Malto meal. And the fact that you pulled up the Amazon link where you could order a three-pack <laughs> is awesome.
1: Oh, gosh. I haven't had that in a while, but it's very fond, uh, a very fond memory uh, or taste, I guess. It, it, it's
0: It's one of its own malto meal Mm. suggested shelf life one to three months and we talked about that just a few minutes ago is this something that's going to taste different Mm. two months from now
1: hard to say uh yeah today it's super strong it reminds me a lot of of our uh
0: discomfort with double vanilla (laughs) yes yes we did and that was i think that was actually the first season that we did it was season one um season one or season two i'm pretty sure it's season one where we did the avery uh double vanilla man it was i the only difference here being this is a lot of coconut but it's not too much for me right the double vanilla was actually too much vanilla for me, and it was strong vanilla beans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanilla bean stout was what it was, and man, it was over the top. Avery Brewing,
1: yeah, Avery vanilla bean stout with vanilla beans added, aged in bourbon barrels. So it Oof. was a 9.2 percenter at the time, and I mean, it tasted heavier than that,
0: yeah. This is ten point. This is ten plus, and this this is easier to drink than that Avery Stout. It is. It is (laughs) way way easier. (laughs) You know, and I and I didn't I didn't hate it, uh, but I'm glad we shared a bottle because eight ounces of that beer was or six ounces of beer was enough. It was yeah.
1: It was it was nuts. And the fact that they even can it now, Mm. I'm like
0: no (laughs) no but look
1: at the no. percent
0: it went up yeah well that's the i think that's the barrel aged version i think the one we had was just the regular vanilla bean stout no was aged in bourbon barrels oh okay so they yeah. changed the recipe okay gotcha right yeah you're right 9.2 oh yeah you're right when they put it in a can it's 10.1 10.5 weird
1: super weird i don't know what the change is but
0: My sister and her husband were actually, um, up in Colorado, uh, a few weeks back, back when I was sick with the Rona Mm. and, uh, actually I was, I was already recovering at that point, but, uh, they were up in Colorado and I recommended that they go visit Avery just because if you're in Colorado, Avery is, there's shit tons of beer. Yes. Colorado, whether you're in Boulder, whether you're in Denver, just Colorado has beer everywhere, amongst other goodies, but they definitely have a lot of beer, and Avery has to be on anybody's list when they go looking for breweries in Colorado, so they did. They went to Avery, and they had, and I'm not a sour person, you know, and they, they had one of those, but they had this coffee stout that was just unbelievably strong, and I just, it took me back to when we had this vanilla bean stout (laughs) because when avery does a flavor (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is over the fucking top It just they they always go hard and that's what makes them a great brewery because they know how to take a flavor and just elevate it but vanilla is just so strong and and i appreciate notes of vanilla but probably not as much as they did in that vanilla bean stout
1: Yeah, it was definitely in its own league when it comes to a vanilla profile. If you want to fly with vanilla, you go Avery. Damn. (laughs) But uh, Avery, yeah, uh, if you're ever in Denver, there's so many places to go. Even Oscar Blues has a place Mm -hmm. that apparently you can, I haven't been there yet myself, but they've got a, uh, if you do the tour, you can pull beers out that are, you know, uh, not satisfactory for distribution and get on adult-sized big wheels and drink and crash around. So wow, I I would love to check that shit out. Uh, That's been uh, rumors that I've heard from people, you know, a few years back. So who knows what it's like now? Uh, I don't know. If you know, let me know. But uh, the other thing, just to bring it up, I still got about half the bottle left here. And the flavor profile is consistent and cruising. So yes. I'm enjoying it at this point. It's no longer like a punch in the face, it's mm-hmm. what I expect. But from Colorado, a- you, uh, excuse me, I had to burp there. Uh, you were the recipient of something very special that we can't get in Tennessee yet. And yes. uh, just to preface this real quick, um, You know, three to five years ago, Tennessee was even more barren. And before that, way more barren from what beers you could access. So I I, I see the light in Tennessee as I live here uh, on hopefully receiving some more Californian beers. But, uh, you know, time will tell. But Russian River needs to distribute nationwide in my opinion (laughs) so good
0: but yeah tell us about it man this was your second pliny or what it was uh so pliny the elder uh i believe the first time i had it i was with uh dj guest host dj and it was i I believe it was dj or was it with you mitch it might have been with dj i think dj okay (laughs) um it was it was mind-breaking it was just so good. It's, it's, you know, and, and we, okay. So I, I posted a blog post about this on our Foamy Heads website. I actually did a blog post on Pliny the Elder from Russian River. So if you, if you haven't seen it yet, go to the foamyheads.com, click on the blog post section, go all the way down to the bottom where you can see our blog or hit it from the the hamburger menu and you'll see our beer blogs. And one of the more recent ones is Pliny the Elders uh, from Russian River Brewing Company. But I, it, it didn't hit me until I was drinking it this most recent time, which is only the second time I've had it, is they have been able to, t- in, a, in a world full of just over-the-top dank and hazy or citrusy or milkshake IPAs, you know, the, the IPA world used to be this basic category and then we've just completely turned it upside down and we've added milkshake IPAs and sour IPAs and coffee IPAs and we've taken you know an IPA and we've dumbed down the bitterness and we've added oats and haze to it and we call it a New England IPA or we add juiciness to it and call it a Southern IPA. You know there's there's so many different categories now that there really is an IPA for everyone. But what a lot of people fail to realize is that it all started from just a very basic IPA, just a very basic category. And in in my opinion, in a world where there's just so many different categories, the fact that Russian River Brewing stands out with a no frills IPA, but it tastes so good. It's Mm. just clean and it's, it's not boozy, it's bitter, it's kind of West coast coasty. you know, it's just, it is a regular IPA, but they do it so damn well. And I, I don't understand how they do it. And when my sister brought one back for me, she brought me back a Crowler from when, you know, one of the tap houses they were at in, in Boulder. And it was just, it's mind bending how they're able to take, A beer like that uh and just make it so good so russian river brewing if you can start distributing into tennessee please do because i will probably be your number one customer
1: (laughs) man uh yeah i think it was uh there's a beer in a uh, uh, economy beer by a similar name to the bar that they went to to get you that crowler but I, i'm having trouble remembering it it was like I think rock. it was called
0: boulder was it Bul- something tap house rolling rock no that doesn't sound right that's the uh, beer company
1: i think that i'm thinking of because i've seen yeah falling, but it's falling rock
0: falling falling rock, rock yes yeah
1: yeah 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 but that place is notoriously known for those who know who know when they go to Colorado to always have Pliny on tap. Yes. So uh, a little tidbit for you all there. And you know, uh, if you go and you can't find it, that's one of the places you're more likely to find it. There's also a pizza joint towards Boulder that might have it. But, um, anyway, ask the locals and explore and enjoy all the beer. Um, it's nuts, man. Pliny is still, Russian River knocks it out of the park, and I still haven't had Pliny the Younger yet. Oh, I don't think anybody that we know has had Pliny the Younger. Oh, yeah, and it, it could be Pliny. I've heard it both ways. We're we're in the South, so forgive us. But <laughs> we don't know words, <laughs> We make words our own. <laughs> yeah. We have our own vocabulary here, but uh, whoa. Excuse me. I see in this picture here a Saint Bernardus uh, umbrella.
0: <laughs> that was your uh, that was your first foray into the craft beer world, was it not?
1: Yeah. Uh, if you want to consider Belgian beer into the craft, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, it's weird. Like I, in my mind, this is what brought me in for sure. Uh, I thought beer was all shitty until I had a Saint Bernardus Abbott Twelve. So. Yep. Um, it really opened my eyes to going, oh, there's flavors. Hey, there might be a craft to this. And sure enough, uh, there was, just not in Tennessee at the time, except for, like, Yazoo, Blackstone, and a few others. Yep. That I just, for some reason, had been not on my radar until after it. this this opened me up. So, um, speaking of, like, local beers, I, I saw the other day that Cezanne's is – re or, or has a new location that should reopen soon so it's a place i've never really been to in the local scene um,
0: yeah zons we haven't been to um mill creek just reopened uh that's right. mill, mill creek uh was it mill creek yeah we were planning yeah. on going where you ended up getting uh no where did you end up getting your beers the other day you ended up getting a pilsner and then uh, oh, that was uh, Smith and Lentz. Uh, Smith and Lentz, Yeah, sorry. They were just yeah. they just reopened from the tornado. Uh, of course, I mean I'm not wrong. Mill Creek just reopened again recently, just because you know we were we were talking about that in one of our earlier seasons episodes We were talking about where they were looking at shutting down because they didn't have funding, and then they came in at the last minute was able to keep going. Uh, but yeah, Smith and Lentz is a brewery that just reopened um, after the tornado hits. But Sons Brewing is one of those um that i have not been to but honestly i haven't tried much of those beers either yeah uh
1: smith and Lentz typically you know i've been getting back into the pilsners for the past year and a half i feel like now and uh smith and Lentz got taken out by the tornado and uh, along with like no quarters and other neighbors in that east nashville area block and uh it's taken a whole year to get back and then some because or probably then some uh we're approaching the then some at this point but um they're back on their feet with both food being pizza and their beers but they've got german italian and other pilsners available that's kind of what i remember them for is their pilsners and i think there's an ipa in there as well right now um but they were a place I kept going to pretty frequently because they're right next door to no quarter. But I mean, Nashville's got so many places it's uh 2020 really kind of messed up my memory, my timeline. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm trying to remember all the places I would hit typically if I go downtown, but <laughs> it's like 2020 don't go anywhere. And now yeah, I, it's like, My memory is over a year ago from where I've been, and I don't. It's just all, it's all shit now. So yeah, Um, but I'm glad to see them back. Their pizza's good, um, and their pilsners are good too. Yeah, you seem
0: to really enjoy their pilsner. It was good, man.
1: I've recently had, I guess, two of their pilsners. I had the Italian, and I'm trying to think of the other one. I checked it into Untapped, but. It was one of those days where it was late at night. I cracked it open, took a picture, threw a rating down, and then kind of went to my own jam for the evening, you know. But they were good. Uh, Pilsners have their own recipe. So you kind of look for those typical notes between Italian, German, or the one that I really liked from them was their kind of own take with a Southern American flair with it. So
0: is awesome and you've and you've also you've also you can hear my son in the background i think a little bit he looks like he just got denied something that he wanted so now that he's screaming (laughs) uh parenting life so to speak but give me beer yeah that's what he's asking for (laughs) not for another 17 years i'm not going to make you wait till you're 21 but i'm definitely not going to give you but that before (laughs) before you're 18 (laughs) No, but I, you know, you've so in and you've recently kind of found a, a rekindling for Pilsner's, mm-hmm. you know, and when we've we've talked with, um, when we talk with Living Waters, when we interviewed them and when we interviewed with Proper Saki, you know, everybody goes back to a Pilsner and it blows my mind while these guys just, you know, we we've asked each one of them, if you're not drinking your own beer, what are you drinking? And, you know they they both respond with you know a pilsner of some sort which to me makes no sense but when you think about it a pilsner is one of those beers that there is no room for error because you can't hide anything behind hops you can't hide anything behind a barrel age if you screw something up it's there so mm-hmm. to find a good pilsner whether it's you know, dry hopped or, you know, like Southern Grist is making some good pilsners, some hopped pilsners, um, or just a German style pilsner or a Czech style pilsner in general, you're going to, you're going to taste the imperfections in a beer. Right. If they they exist. And that's probably why these guys like them so much because they respect the fact that those are, those are brews that are hard to make.
1: Well, that, and I really enjoy a dry hopped pilsner it turns out uh it's uh i don't know what it is man it's something that i just it takes its own kind of mind when it's dry hopped it's got an extra edge to it i'm assuming so that's probably i would probably categorize that as a uh american style pilsner (laughs) yeah Yeah, probably yeah it's weird um I love the dry hot Pilsner. I've been trying to reestablish recently the profiles to my palate of uh, the other styles. So American is kind of always confusing to me because Americans just bastardize most (coughs) foods anyway. Why not beers? Yep. (laughs) why not? But there's German style, uh, Czech style and European and i haven't had a czech style pilsner in a while like i i have not from this list that we're looking at anyway i've not had any of those
0: hmm. but
1: i've had european which are typically uh, when you when i think european i think more for some reason italian because german style pilsner is its own yeah. um, so european i just kind of default to italian style pilsner where it's more floral but You know they got their Stella Artois there. It looks like, if I'm saying that right, Heineken and stuff. But I, I I don't know about that. (laughs) I I don't know. This is Wikipedia. I don't know. Probably it's probably validated, but uh, you know at the same time, like
0: ah, yeah. I don't
1: remember those being pilsners. I don't believe it. But (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, Stella is definitely a pilsner.
1: Okay, I haven't Uh, had that in years.
0: Yeah, I've had um. Looking through the list Saint Pauli girl. That I mean that's that's Saint Paul girl Saint Pauli girl, excuse me. I can't even read now. That's a Pilsner. I've had that one before. That's a German style Pilsner. Yeah, I mean they they exist and I've had quite a few of them, but to me they're just all pilsners. Like there's there's not a different style. I you know, going from light straw to golden color with more bitter earthy taste you know, for a German style, I'm just reading off your Wikipedia yeah, page, yeah. to a Czech style that's golden, full of colors, with high foaminess and lighter flavor, like, to me, they all taste the same.
1: Well, this would, this would be a fun thing to do. Um, excuse me. I'm, I'm approaching the end of my beverage, but yes. Uh, while on the subject of Pilsner, Yazoo actually has a couple on tap right now style-wise, mm. so yeah. Uh, depending how that all shakes out, maybe we'll go have a couple and talk about it later because they have a few of these styles available to pour and what better way to enjoy a Pilsner than off the tap.
0: That's true. And we did find out that their uh, daddy O Pilsner pairs well with a uh, donut with sprinkles on top from our, one of our previous (laughs) sessions with, uh, the donut was a donut distillery yes. and baker and the beard where they did a donut and beer pairing who would have thought that a Man. pilsner and a donut or any of those beers for that matter every single one of them surprised the hell out of me yes that a donut could actually pair with a beer but every so single good. one of them worked it was a, it was very impressive and
1: from what i know there would be uh, more at some point but mm-hmm. um I mean, the options are out there. Flavors are all over the board with donuts, and we've seen craft beer. We know there's flavors out
0: there. Oh yeah, so, there's <laughs> flavors out there. I
1: can't wait to see the next kind of thing from somebody. So hmm. anyway, I, this beer it's hitting
0: hard. It's yeah, it's good. And we took a hard left <laughs> into into pilsners and craft brewing, which is which is what I like about craft beer in general because it just it takes you places that you were not expecting to go but Mm -hmm. kind of wrapping back around to the the experimentation that living waters has put in their kappa beer with toasted coconut and brown sugar and parlor coffee and and molasses syrup Mm. what's your final take on this beer like how are you how are you gonna how are you gonna rate this beer because it's uh, for me it's not something i've ever had before it's it's unlike anything i've ever experienced um yeah. but it's still beer so I, I still find myself having to rate it
1: yeah i i needed to check it in while thinking about it but it, it's a. Uh, when i smell it now with the amount i have left which is about a fifth of the glass yeah. This is a 10-ounce glass here. I uh, I still smell pizza. Like, I, I, I got to be craving pizza, man. Yeah. I don't know what it is. My you nose to be. is just off. Like, if I get past the pizza in my mind, I can smell <laughs> the typical notes that we read about where, I mean, it's all there. The toasted to coconut being the forefront, right? Mm-hmm there's a little bit of a coffee note on the back end just because of that roastiness, but it could just be the roastiness in general. That's kind of clicking it all together for me.
0: Yeah. But on a side uh, note, I'm going to, uh, I'm very interested if, if Ryan from living waters ends up listening to this episode, <laughs> yeah. the next time we see him, if he's actually going to say pizza, man, really? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. this smells like pizza. <laughs> I created greatness for you, and all you could smell is fucking jets with pepperoni on top. Right.
1: <laughs> it,
0: making me think of Tang. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. But, man, uh, yeah. The nose is a bit fucked up for me right now. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, my mind goes to other places, but the taste is continuously wonderful especially after the third sip because yes. the first one establishes the presence second one just kind of goes it's okay
0: you're okay just keep going keep going keep going
1: <laughs> and the third is just like smooth sailing uh yes it, it, from there on you're, you're you know what it's about and uh, it's a fantastic beverage i would definitely enjoy it outdoors more than indoors just mm. because it's on that s'more level from uh just where where i could place myself and enjoy this beer it'd be outdoors
0: yes i agree you know and it's it to me it's not one of those like cold as hell outside beers where i'm I'm bundled up drinking this beer it's 50 degree weather right or 55 degree weather maybe i'm around a campfire cool if i am that's fine if not i don't have to be but I want to be in, like, jeans mm. and either, like, a hoodie or a short sleeve or, like, you know, a long sleeve shirt or something, but not freezing. That would be the time to enjoy this. And I literally just finished my last sip. I did, too. And, you know, you're talking about the first sip is, like, you know, keep going, keep going. And then the second <laughs> sip is, like, you know, okay, it actually kind of, you know – um, <clears throat> It, it tells you okay this is the presence that's establishing it's keeping going the last sip to me indicates like a we made it you know like I, <laughs> right. we, we finished everything we we drank the whole beer um from the first sip all the way to the last it was loaded with toasted coconut i was not mad at that uh they gave that to us up front so i knew exactly what i was getting into however i kind of felt like the Toasted Coconut was going to take a back seat just because every single beer that I've had Toasted Coconut has always been in the background. This is the first time I've experienced a beer that brought it to the forefront and just kicks you in the face continuously. But it wasn't overwhelming because there were those other flavors that came in on the back end and smoothed things out for me. So I'm very excited that I get a chance to have this beer. It's great. I, I don't know what else to say. It's it's a great beer.
1: Yeah, uh, fantastic job. Um, I mean, these are the results we expect from Mythos. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm i looking forward to the next iterations. And uh, for those of you not in the club, get into it next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I don't think you can get into it anymore. But it's it's a great beer, and I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm looking forward to Mythos release number two, Mitch, Mm -hmm. final thoughts.
1: I've thrown it on the untapped at a a 4.0. Okay. It's new to me because it, like you said earlier, it's, it brings other flavors to the front of a Russian Imperial stout. And I enjoy that. And I kind of want to see the next evolution of that, um, Mm toasted coconut is definitely pastry you know pastries are hard for me i'm not a big fan of pastry stouts um i'm more on the i want to taste the russian imperial side of things but you know as we've stated before our ratings are a little different than the general public so uh i'm putting it at a four because it's damn good not because it sucks you know i mean uh the perfect beer is a five but that's our pursuit what it where is the perfect beer and there's so many profiles out there now i don't know who will get the perfect five it's just one of those things i it's a mystery to me right now but for my palate uh this is the first of its kind i'm giving it a very very high score of a four um i would definitely drink it again
0: yeah and four is a You know, for for people that are listening that are like, oh, you know, four out of five, that's 80%. Okay, I get it. Um, But you have to understand that from two guys, and, and not to sound all high and mighty, but from two guys that drink beer a lot, and we have a lot of it, a three is considered good marks, at least from me. You know, a three means I would drink this beer again. I'm excited for it. I would go out and buy it. You know, for for the average consumer, that's a sixty percent. And that just means oh they must not have enjoyed it. No, that means I do enjoy it. I'm gonna go out and drink it again. That's over half. You know, I'm definitely gonna go out and drink it. To give a beer a four is strong marks. And I'm kinda sitting with you on this one. I think I'm giving it a four as well. I personally am not a fan of toasted coconut. Um, but I also appreciate where Mythos is going and where Living Waters is going with this brew, so I'm willing to take the toasted coconut and say, "Okay, there's something here that I really appreciate. But even in the end, I didn't mind the toasted coconut. It's it's something that not only was I like, "Okay, I'm willing to just live through. I kind of enjoyed it. I really did like it. Regular coconut is one thing. Toasted coconut is completely different for me. I don't like regular coconut flavor, but toasted coconut is lighter. Uh, So that means I can enjoy it a little bit more. It's not as strong in this beer. It's not strong, but it's at the forefront. You taste it a lot, Mitch, Mm -hmm. you know, but it was so good. I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm really excited for the next release of Mythos. And you can damn well bet that this is going to be part of our um, podcast episodes going forward as we as we get the new Mythos release we're going to be reviewing it and that's just what it is. If we're not going to like it, we're going to say it, but if we love it, we're going to say it. And this yeah. one is a damn good beer. Shout out to Living Waters.
1: Mm-hmm. This is a good one. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it and unfortunately craft beer keeps getting pricier every year.
0: <laughs> but we paid our dues already for the for the year.
1: <laughs> yeah, and God, Dark Lord Day is only a couple months away. <laughs>
0: If we get a dark Lord day this year, it's going to be an expensive trip.
1: Oh, God. Yeah.
0: But that's great. Mitch, this was awesome, man. Mm, I enjoyed it. So i'm glad we i'm glad we got a chance to do this i'm looking forward to the next one um living waters keep banging these out please uh keep putting your time and effort into this because it's definitely noticed it's it's not a beer that tastes like it's been rushed and that it's been sent out um it's something that we both really enjoy and i'm glad and we're gonna raise our glass to you and cheers to you guys and we will see you guys on the next episode cheers